Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1706. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Quebec, Canada, Greenfield Park to be exact, with a very special guest by the name of Mark Boudreau. Mark, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go at uh, kilometers an hour, though. Kilometer, yeah. You guys do that thing up there, aren't you? Yeah. Someday, we do. someday here in the U.S., we'll catch up with the metric system and all that. We tried it years back, but we, it was too hard. We couldn't figure it out. So sorry about that. <laughs> hey, before I give you a proper introduction, uh, would you tell our listeners one little thing that most people don't know about you? Well, ironically enough, I actually host a radio show. Well, hey, I'm talking to a pro, so I'm going to learn <laughs> something from you today. It's a monthly radio show, and it's music. It has nothing to do mo- with motorsport, Okay, but it's uh, something I've been doing for quite a few years. Well, very cool. Well, we'll have a little bit of fun today. I do them a little more often than once a month, as my listeners know, so uh, we'll have some fun. Let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into uh, why it's important to wear a seatbelt, because uh, today we're going racing. Mark Boudreau is the CEO and publisher of Motorsports Prospects, where he uses his background in the legal field to research for the Motorsport Prospect Directory and for his clients. His goal is to ensure that all drivers, their family and advisors have the information they need to make an informed motorsport-related decision. He works with racers at the beginning of their motorsports career and helps them navigate the expensive and complex business side of racing, making sure they have enough information to make intelligent decisions with their capital. Motorsports is not easy, but it's possible to achieve your goals as a driver with Mark and Motorsports Prospect. We'll be back in just a minute to talk more about this very unique niche business, but first a word from our valued sponsors, because like in motorsports, you can't survive if you don't have some support. So sit tight, give them a listen. We'll be right back. Did you know Covercraft offers you much more than just car covers? They have quality protection for the inside of your vehicle as well. Their plush, custom-fit floor mats turn any ride into something special. Or choose Premier Berber Custom Floor Mats, a favorite of mine. If you want something very stylish and pretty unique, Covercraft floor mats are quality-made and provide your ride with the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush and those occasional spills. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but keep your rear cargo area and seats protected. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage your vehicle. All your options are quality made, easy to use, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit today. And if I got a deal for you, if you use the code yeah 120 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code yeah 120 yeah 120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. 
American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. All right, Mark, we are back. And as we continue on this journey, I'm going to call your life. I would love for you to share a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the uh, racing tires spinning here on Cars Yeah. Mark, grab the wheel. Well, interestingly enough, without even realizing what 2020 was going to have in uh, in store for us, on New Year's Eve, I actually latched on to a quote by Winston Churchill, which is one that I tend to uh, adhere to now pretty much regularly. And that's, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. (laughs) Little did I know that that would be essential for survival in 2020, but it's a, it's a it's a good one. Yeah, how come you didn't let us all know what was coming, dude? Um, <laughs> holy cow! Well, I love this quote. It's so important, and it's really what this whole year has been about. And so many of my inspiring automotive enthusiasts have seized the opportunities that have come up when they realized, you know what, we've got to change course. We've got to uh, do something different on this racetrack in your case, because things aren't as we planned. And in racing, uh, you always make a plan and then you're ready to change it. So let's dive into what that quote means for you for this year. And I'd love for you to tell our listeners more about this very niche focused business that you've created, motorsports, prospects, and what it means, how you help people, and uh, how you've modified things as this crazy year has progressed. Well, thanks, uh, Mark. Motorsport prospects, the idea behind that, now I've always been a fan of racing, like a lot of Canadians, when Gilles Villeneuve started racing in Formula One, you know, it caught my attention. I never really was aware of the sport before that. Of course, I am dating myself because I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so as I, you know, as I saw Gilles Villeneuve uh, race, uh, I got interested in Formula One. As things progressed, I was very interested in tracking North American drivers that were trying to make their way in Europe uh, and especially Canadians. Now, of course, that was before the internet. Trying to figure out, not trying to track guys like Stefan Prue and Alan Berg was quite the challenge. But I was curious as to how you know, how they progressed, how things, would they make it to Formula One? And then, of course, the next question was, well, how do you get to Formula One? How do you become a professional race car driver? So I was always fascinated with, with the actual business of motorsport. As I engaged my career in the, in the law, I tended to, you know, pull away from that a little bit. Always a fan, not overly involved in the kind of the intricacies, the day-to-day stuff. 
but I did go to a lot of races. I, I go to a fair amount of races from everywhere from Formula One to IndyCar to IMSA races, right down to Formula Fords and even some karting. Mm-hmm. And as I'd go to these races, I would naturally tend to talk to parents. I've coached hockey for years. I'm very familiar with you know the hockey parent and in this case, the racing parent. And as I talked to them, you know, I, I was always curious as to how, in fact, they made the decision to, A, for example, pick a team or pick a series for their kids to compete in. And then the obvious question was, how do they afford it? Right. So as I was talking to them, I realized that there was no real directory, no real uh, resource that they could go to that allows them to at least make some kind of decisions, informed decisions that are independent, neutral, because the money involved is it's very much like sending your kids to, to college. Right. Uh, it's a lot of money. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of sometimes misinformation. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put something together that allows them to, you know, research things like, you know, the different series, the different teams that are competing, rough ideas of budgets, things of that nature. And then it just kind of expanded from that. I, I kept a list just for my own personal information and then finally, I decided to stick it on the web. I've been having a lot of people that access it. So we, we cover series, teams, and then services. So everything from driver coaches to uh, trainers to me- mental conditioning and physical conditioning, simulator coaches, simulator suppliers, courses on obtaining sponsorship, all this kind of stuff, uh, young scholarship programs. There's just a ton of information out there, but it was never centralized. You have to kind of really shop around for it. So I figured I'd I'd centralize it. As I did that, I'd mention it to parents. And then I actually had a parent who asked me, well, how do you plan to make money with this? And I said, to be honest with you, I love motorsport. I like to help. I wasn't really thinking along that lines. And uh, they basically said, look, you know, we, we love the idea. But I don't necessarily have the time to go through all of this. Mm-hmm. What if I paid you to basically do the research, uh-huh. to essentially do what I would do with in a, in a law firm where they want to know what are their best options? Right. And that's essentially how that took off. This is a really cool story because Mark has a what we call a day job, I guess. He's a bit of a sidepreneur is what I like to call him. He yes. found his passion. He figured out a way to create a niche market for it and Lo and behold, there was an opening there, just like on a racetrack. He dove in, he took that corner, and now he's heading down the track to success, which I think is great. Let's stick to motorsports in this case, since we're, we are on cars. Yeah. What are some of the key factors when somebody's thinking of going into motorsports that they really have to focus on? And then areas that then you dive a little deeper and do, you become in essence a consultant for them, right? Yeah, I, I, I kind of look at it as a, as a high school guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. Same kind of idea. I'm not there to coach them on how to drive a car or how to raise sponsorship. I'm there to give them an idea of where that information is and also to structure their search. So if their daughter is in karting and is looking to race in cars, well, here are the options that you have. You're based in the United States, so you have sports cars, for example, or single-seaters. And then these are the different levels. These are the different budgets And these are some teams that I would recommend that you contact. Here are the contact people. But the key thing to keep in mind is you have to be both realist, but you have to, you can't give up on your dream. Right. 
it is expensive and it can get very, very frustrating and very disheartening. You know, if you follow racing, you know the stories of the people that essentially run out of budget and can't continue for a number of reasons. So it's important to understand that. But it's also important to understand that there are always options there if you are determined enough and if you want to put in the work. Because ultimately, it is a lot of work. Yes. (laughs) So that is the key thing to keep in mind. If you are just expecting to show up, hop in a car, and finish in the, you know, on the podium, it doesn't really work that way. As a matter of fact, most people will argue quite rightly that uh, the actual racing of the car is probably the smallest part of the whole equation. It's raising the money. It's making the contacts, all that kind of stuff, the networking involved. That is the key part of it. So, for example, you might not have the money to race, but it doesn't stop you from, for example, for, for getting involved in sim racing. That's a great way to kind of get your feel. It doesn't stop you from going to races, introducing yourself to people, making contacts. Mm. You never know where these things might lead. I mean, there's a, there's a driver, great Canadian driver, who essentially ended up racing in four different series. And the only reason he got those opportunities is because he was at the racetrack. Mm. He had introduced them to different teams. They knew he was a driver. And sure enough, the next year when an opportunity, which was a one-time opportunity, came up, they thought of him. They called him. He hopped in the car. He did quite well. Then another opportunity came up, then another one, and that's how it kind of all evolved. Right. So you have to be determined. You really, really want – need. You, you have to want it, just like anything in life. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. once you do, you need to do things to make things happen. And part of the – problem is that sometimes parents certainly are not quite sure of what it is that they should do. What I'm trying to help them do is point them in the direction of of where they can get that information in order to help them structure their either their dreams or their children's dreams and give them the opportunity to, to, to basically pursue them. Yeah, it's tremendous. I've interviewed hundreds of race car drivers and everything you just mentioned I've heard this story over and over from all of them in a variety of ways. Uh, One of the biggest ones is just you've got to be around this. You've got to work hard. You've got to be there. You've got to go to tracks and talk to people and carry your helmet and keep your driver's suit handy. And you just never know. I've I've had guests that have done that. They've been to many, many races. And then one time, okay, hop in the car. Let's see what you do in a couple laps. And that led to a career or a job. But the fact that you're combining all these pieces of this very intricate puzzle, it's not the old days of James Hunt partying all night and then jumping into a car and going for a drive. It's a whole right. other world now. And when you think of somebody you quoted, uh, Jill, of course, an incredibly driven driver, kind of reminds me of a Senna type guy mm-hmm. that is just so dedicated, so focused. But even then, in those days, it was just so different. So you're you're a consolidator of all these pieces of the puzzle and putting it together in front of people and allowing allowing them the opportunity to be able to see it. So I think this is really cool. Now, let me ask you about a challenge, because I always ask my guests that, a a big challenge that you face, maybe in putting this together, maybe you're in the midst of it now, COVID aside, and uh, talk about a big challenge you face. But more importantly, what was the lesson learned and how are you overcoming that? Well, interestingly enough, the challenge that Probably the biggest challenge I faced was actually had nothing to do with what I'm doing now. It was that I was practicing law. 
And that was something that's extremely intensive. Talk about intensive and a lot of work. That is uh, very much so. A lot of time, a lot of effort. But I came to the conclusion that law, as I was practicing it at the time, was not necessarily what I wanted to do. Mm. And that was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a gut check. And so I had to pivot. I had to pivot away from what I thought I wanted to do. And I needed to look at the opportunities and pursue something differently. Right. And, you know, that ties in very much. It ties into racing and, and it ties into anything in life. You have to be ready and willing to seize whatever opportunity that comes up and you have to actually take advantage of it. Mm. So for me, there was an opportunity that came up that was not related to law that um, I basically jumped in and, and took advantage of it and ran with that. So the thing I learned and what I would always tell any, certainly any driver is be open to every and any opportunity. Mm -hmm. Don't discount anything. You might want to be Formula One world champion. Don't discount the fact that of sports cars, for example. Don't discount the fact that stock cars might be something that uh, there might be an opportunity there. Always be open to every opportunity and, and be ready and willing to take them because if you don't, you never know that that might be the one opportunity you had that will, as we were saying, things will build on top of that. You have to just go for it, essentially. Sure. And that that's a, that's really what I learned. You know, you, you uh, not everything goes the way you want it to go, as we have all learned yeah. quite, quite dramatically <laughs> really? in 2020. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you've got to be willing to just uh, go for it and uh, take advantage of whatever opportunity that you can, because if you don't, somebody will. Right. Yeah. Again, it's that opening in the track somebody will take. Exactly. I want to go back to this. You know, when you study law, you go, it's a huge amount of work and you get into it, you become a lawyer and then you realize maybe this isn't what I want to do. It's almost like a physician. And I, I've talked to people and they go, I just realized this isn't what I want to do. Why do I want to keep doing this? Is it really a gut check when you've dedicated so much and you realize you've got to make that major move to go down another road? I would assume for you, it was a really difficult decision, but looking back, it was important that you did it because if you didn't, you kind of will go, well, look, where would I be now? Would I still be a lawyer? Would I still be miserable and unhappy and going, right. well, I guess I'll just live for retirement or the weekends, which is no way to go through life because especially this year, there's no guarantee you're going to get to that point. Exactly. And, and you know, I mean, I, often I have people asking me that, you know, do you regret leaving the practice? I don't regret it only because Quite honestly, what I'm doing now with Motorsport Prospects and, and what I do in my day job to some, to some extent, what I learned in law school as far as how to present myself, how to mm -hmm. look at all sides of a situation, how to research, mm -hmm. that is the key to what I do in Motorsport Prospects. Yeah, it was training. Yeah. So, I mean, when people are asking me, you know, what teams do you recommend that I should look into to have my daughter race in I don't know, Formula 4, I'm looking at this as a legal problem. I'm looking at the pros and the cons, and I'm giving them essentially the tools that they can use to, to make their decision. As a lawyer, you're not telling necessarily telling a client to do one thing or the other. You're saying, this is the opportunity. This is the pros and the cons. You ultimately have to make your decision, and hopefully it's an informed decision. Awesome story. Well, let's take a break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to dive into this passion you have for cars. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's 
Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are, keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH checkout for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH to save $10 today. Cheers! All right, Mark, we're back. I would love for you to share a story with me that kind of was a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy. Well, again, it goes back to, to Gilles Villeneuve. He did it too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was somebody that just, uh, you know, again, this was pre-internet. So, you know, you'd get your information from the newspaper, you know, from the radio, you might get to see a race that was pre-recorded on TV, but there was something about the raw passion of the guy that just gripped, not just me, obviously, but, you know, gripped people worldwide. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy that made no excuses. You know, when you talk about 110%, well, Gilles Villeneuve gave, you know, 110% every waking hour of the day. I, I just saw it and I thought, this is incredible. Like, to me, this was like a, a fighter pilot. You know, a Formula One car is, you know, we talk about cars. In some ways, it's so 
different from a regular car. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a fighter jet on wheels. Right. And watching this guy whip it around the track, you know, sometimes on three wheels. I mean, it was just <laughs> sometimes with with tires gone. <laughs> oh yeah, it was just astonishing. And yet you don't ever really know these people, but he seemed to be just a nice guy, just a nice, quiet Canadian guy. And here he is mixing it up in Monaco, in you know, in Monza, in Silver. You know, it it just really caught my imagination. You know, obviously when he was killed, that knocked things down a notch, but um, only temporarily. You know, once you're into cars, once you're into racing. We all know it's an addiction. Hard to step and, out. Um, yes. You know, it, it's it's very hard to shake. You yeah. either you either get it or you don't get it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, a good guy to bring you into the fold. A great racer, great person. Was there a special vehicle in your life that you've owned that brings back special memories? Well, ironically enough, it's probably a car that not many people even are aware of. But it was a, a Chevy Z24 or Z24, I suppose, as, as it would be said in the States. Yes. And it was a, it was a hatchback, five-speed manual. I remember it had a digital dashboard. And that, this was no, I'm trying to, this was the late 80s. So it, it looked kind of like Knight Rider, but the <laughs> thing performed. It was such a fun car to drive. And it was theoretically practical because it was a hatch, two doors, red, and um, – you just got in that thing, and it was just fun to bomb around with it. I mean, doing doing donuts. It was just just a fun car. That was the car they called the Cavalier. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that was the mid eighties, eighty five, eighty six. Yeah. yeah, right after I got married, and uh, yeah, the Cavalier. I think they're pretty. I think they're only four cylinder motors, like maybe at what one hundred fifty horsepower or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But they were fun. It was it was fun. It was such a fun car. And and the irony now is, of course, I got married, raised a family, kind of did the minivan thing. And now I'm at a point where I'm debating what my next car will be. I'm having the practical versus fun argument within myself. <laughs> Welcome to the world of car, Joy. <laughs> yeah, fun is winning. So I think I might be going back to a manual at some point soon. So we'll, oh. we'll see how that all works out. I mean, I'm working from home now, which is the right. one nice thing. So to me, it's, you know, I was, I kind of said, you know, I got I, I have a long commute every day, you know, manual, it's a bit of a pain, right. but now I don't really need to worry about that. So I'm thinking, you know what, I'm just going to go and do it. Well, you know, you should. And it's interesting, again, this pandemic the world's had to deal with and how it's changed perspectives on so many things. I had a guest on the show a few weeks ago that is like the world record setter on Corvette sales. This guy sold more Corvettes, I think, than anybody, Mike Furman. And of course, the new Corvette can't even get it in a manual. I don't you can't even buy a Ferrari in a manual. So many cars, they're just not available yeah. anymore. And it's mainly because people don't want them anymore. I guess part of me understands that having been a commuter and having to deal with commuting and you kind of go, oh, so no fun. But, you know, doesn't mean we can't have fun. And there's lots of paddle shifts out there. So you kind of play race car driver. I mean, if it's yep. good enough for F1, it's good enough for the street, right? So, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Although manual is, I always say it's the ultimate anti-theft device. Well, these days it is. My, my kids <laughs> both learned how to drive on manuals their first cars were manuals i did that for a reason and i think to this day of all their friends and even spouses they're the only ones that can drive a manual so yeah that's the way to keep your car uh, parked somewhere well i want to crawl into your well wait before i ask this next question let's go back to what fun car are you thinking about if, if you could pick one or two fun cars your definition of a replacement for your current car what are you looking at 
Well, I go from one extreme to the other. I always loved the VW GTI. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had one of those when I was quite young, and they were fun. That was a fun hot hatch. Yep. At the other extreme, this is more of a financial debate on, than whether it is a, a you know whether I want to do it or not. I still, for me, the 911, the Porsche 911, is just the car. Yeah. You know, well, um, my listener, my listeners know how I'm going to drive you there. Let's go for the 911. <laughs> uh, that's my been my car of choice for decades. I've driven them to work every day for decades. They're great cars. Of course, like any car. Uh, now, if you're going to buy a new one, that's different. But if you're looking at used cars, then you def- definitely want it to get it vetted. And there's certain years to look out for things. But you know what? You can find experts. Call me anytime. I'll be a great guide for you. Just don't tell your significant other because uh, they probably won't like the way I'm going to steer you. But uh, <laughs> the Porsche 911. Well, that that kind of a nice segue to the next question. And that is, if you were a vehicle, Mark, what kind of vehicle would you be and why? Well, that's, I mean, and, and it's funny you say that because the 911... Essentially, it's small, it's fast, and it's adaptable. You know, it always amazes me when I have a couple of books on the 911, and these things were used in rallying, they're used in hill climbs, they're used in circuit racing. I wouldn't even be surprised if there's a couple that were, you know, we used as a dragster. Well, off road, think of the Paris to car, 959. Well, that's it, exactly. I mean, that's kind of how. I would hope that I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not the small part, but you know, <laughs> I, it always amazed me how how adaptable that car is. And I think over my life, and certainly over my career, that is pretty much where that's always been kind of one of my strengths is yeah. is to, to is to be adaptable to sure. deal with uh, whatever comes my way. And uh, you know, it's the old cliche. Uh, you know, make lemonade or lemons. Uh, you know, that that's kind of how I like to look at things. There you go. Nice choice. I love it. Well, we're entering what I call the last lap. You've been around tracks. You know what that means. White flags out. I'm going to uh, rattle off some quick questions, get some quick answers from you. Some blips of that Porsche 911 throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped you with your successes in life? Perseverance. Yeah. Perseverance is, is really the key. And I, I think that's Something that I always stress with, you know, certainly with my son, is you, you just have to persevere. You you just can't say no or or kind of that's the way it should be. You really, really have to push. If that if that if it's something is that important to you, you need to push. So yeah, perseverance for sure. Well, it goes back to Winston Churchill: never, ever, never, ever, never give up. So there you yeah, go. Exactly. I think he might have said it with a few more nevers or evers, but you get my drift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive world, living or deceased, and as I say that, I know who it's going to be, who would you like to spend an evening with? Well, ironically enough- no, Oh, it, not going to be it Jill? Would, it, it would not be Jill. Okay. The guy that I would really love to spend an evening and have a beer with would be Mario Andretti. Oh, okay. That guy has been, first of all, he seems just like a really nice guy. I don't think anybody has ever said anything bad about Mario Andretti. And he's just been, the guy has driven everything. Yep. You know, and it would just be fascinating to hear some of his stories from any era of his career. But uh, yeah, that would be the guy. I think that would be a heck of a nice, a nice evening would be to spend it with him. Indeed. Now, when it comes to automotive advice, What's the best advice someone else has ever offered you? It is not what you can afford to buy. 
but it's what you can afford to maintain. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that people forget. They save and save and save and buy some expensive sports car, and then they call their insurance company and they go, what? Exactly. <laughs> Especially if they have a teenager in the house. Oh my yeah. goodness, that's not going to work for me. So yes, and and I always say, you know, ask people who own the vehicle you love and ask them, you know, how reliable? If you're just going to be a daily driver, and what does it cost to get these things fixed and maintained? So uh, there you go. Now, when it comes to resources, let's start with this business that you're providing, because this this is a just an invaluable resource, Motorsports Prospect. So I'm going to lead the way on that question. But there, is there another resource, another go-to you find yourself enjoying quite often? Well, I still uh, I do enjoy um, either Autosport or Racer Magazine. Those are kind of the two that I really go to as far as the general motorsport information. I mean, Autosport. I you know I was a subscriber for years. I'm a digital subscriber now. Mm-hmm. I knew I was hooked when I started, you know, back in the day, I used to get Autosport. It would, there would be a three week delay because it was from England. Oh yeah. You had to order it. Like you, you know, I, I'd go to the newsstand and you, you actually had to prepay. So the guy would know that, you know, he wasn't going to order in this, whatever it cost, $10 magazine right. that you weren't going to, that you were actually going to buy it. But, uh, yeah. I knew when I started going into that phase of life that, um, I was, pretty much done so those are the two and i love racer magazine it's north american it's a good quality old-fashioned publication and and those are few and far between those are the two main ones great awesome now when it comes to books is there a book you've read this year that you think everybody should be reading yes yes i just read and so many people re- recommended it, but I hadn't gotten around to it. Flat Out by Perry McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. First of all, it's hysterical. And uh, he's just a great writer. He's a real character. And, uh, you know, if you follow racing and certainly Formula One, I mean, this guy has raced with some of the, <laughs> I'm not going to say biggest losers, but <laughs> well, I mean. It was <laughs> tough. Yeah. Perry has <laughs> yeah. had some challenges. You know, Perry, for those of you that are regular listeners, of course, uh, he's the original Black Stig on Top Gear. He was a guest of mine a couple months ago. Oh. Yeah, wonderful. So now you and he are Carsia alumni. Wonderful guy to talk with. Flat Out is an awesome book about his life, uh, which is really the way he's lived his life, Flat Out. But you you look at at Perry, some of the things, one of his first races, the car died in the pit lane and he's pushing it. In fact, he spurred me to write a blog about stoicism and persistence and tenacity. I do a weekly blog here in Carsia that you listeners, if you're not a subscriber, please do. In fact, we even gave away a copy of his book. So Flat Out. Great book, great guy for sure. You can find all these resources on Mark's very own show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Mark, and I'll spell his last name, B-O-U-D-R-E-A-U. But you can type Mark in there. There's a couple Marks here at Cars, yeah? I'm one. This is one. There's a couple others. So uh, not a bad name. All right, Mark, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm buying you a fun car today, a collector car, anything in the world that you want. Don't worry about the cost. Don't worry about any of that because you're going to be stuck with it. It's a keeper. It's a driver, but it's the only one cool car you can have. So what am I buying you today, Mark? Aston Martin DB5. Ah, we're going down the road of James Bond. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and the the late, great uh, Sean Connery, who we lost this year, sadly. Let's see, there's so many cars to choose from. I think there's some obvious things here when you think about Aston Martin, DB5, James Bond, 007. I mean, it all kind of makes sense, but they're beautiful cars. What is it about the Aston that intrigues you so much? It's just got a classic styling. 
And it's, it's, it's that sound. I mean, I've always been attracted as much as I love the nine 11, I've always been attracted to those kind of classic British sports cars from the fifties and sixties. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, speaking of top gear, I was watching and I'm trying to remember if it was a top gear episode, but Aston Martin actually have recreated the classic DB five with the machine guns and everything. Oh, uh, you know, that's where I was going to go with this. I was going to say, where is it okay if I buy one of the new ones they're doing versus an old one? You know, a couple manufacturers are starting to do this kind of thing, which I think is pretty cool. Now, so others would say, well, it's not real. I'm like, well, they're building it and it's probably better than the other one. And if you're going to drive it, I, that's what I would go for. I even saw a Jaguar yeah. XKE Series 1 at the Quail last year that was all electric. And as I was standing there looking at it, I was thinking, oh, my gosh. I mean, you know all the challenges with British cars. This would be cool. Of course, others next to me were saying, blasphemy. How could they do that? You know. But I thought it was a pretty cool idea. So can I buy you one of the new ones? Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not religious about the, you know, the vintage and yeah. all that. You know, I would, yeah, I will take a, I mean, it is Aston Martin at the end of the day building course, it, so yeah, yeah. works for me. Well, and it's probably better. The metal is probably better. It probably runs yeah. better, stops better. But yeah, everything. So yeah, nothing like having machine guns to clear traffic on a busy day, <laughs> a busy commute. That'll uh, open the pathway. Mark, you've taken me on a fun ride today, buddy. I thought this would be great, and it was. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Before I let you ride off into the uh, Quebec countryside in that beautiful Aston Martin, what is one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners well you know it's a cliche but really never give up if 2020 hasn't taught us anything it's it's that i mean look how people have still managed to you know persevere and and do the things that they want to do despite what is you know all the obstacles that are that are ahead of them so never give up project ahead you know things will not be the way they are forever and uh, yeah, that that is the key thing I think, it, and and that applies to really everything, regardless of whether it's related to cars or racing or whatever. Essentially, yeah, just just don't give up. Just keep pushing ahead. It's the racer's creed, and it works. Yeah. What's yeah. the best way for people to learn more about motorsports prospects? Okay, so they can go to motorsportprospects.com. If you search also Motorsport Prospects, you'll get the site. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. The site is cool because there's two sections of it. There's the directory, which I had mentioned already. There's also a regularly updated blog, which, uh, for example, next week, there'll be an article on motorsport insurance. Ah. Uh, so we, we cover a lot of, you know, we have a lot of good interviews and a lot of stuff that anybody interested or involved in motorsport might find to be quite uh, quite beneficial to them. Yeah, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those kind of resources. But if you even if you search for uh, on Google Motorsport Resources, I think we come up uh, second or third. So uh, oh, by okay. all means, that would be the way to get in touch with us. I'll make sure I put links on all uh, to all these, I should say, on Mark's show notes page in the Cars Yow website. Check it out. If you or you know somebody who's interested in getting involved with motorsports, this is a wonderful resource. Absolutely tremendous. You're going to find that he'll help you navigate the tumultuous track towards being a driver or anybody in the motorsports business, check it out at Motorsports Prospects. Mark, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. I want to thank you for spending some time with me today. This has been great. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. 
If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!